Welcome back to the Caps Island Podcast. Nick is making faces over there. It is week six of the NFL season. Uh, last week for week five, we went seven and one as a squad between yes, sir! and make the case. Um, Sam was the lone dog with the Bengals plus 12 and a half pick. Um, they got blown out by the Ravens. It wasn't me. Three points. Wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, definitely wasn't Sam. Um, yeah, but we're going to jump in this week with the Sunday night game first. Then we're going to go into easy money. Then we're going to go into make the case. And then two Monday night games this week. One was supposed to be the Thursday game. I'm not exactly sure which one, but it's irrelevant at this point because they're both being played on Monday. I prefer Tuesday um, football. Tuesday, Tuesday football, football was nice right. yesterday. It was nice. Not nice for my wallet, but it, it was nice. <laughs> Um, Tuesday is usually my day off where I try to where I try to avoid uh, the FanDuel app, so it it kind of hurt to uh, to take the Bills, but uh, it it happens. Now we know for next time not to well, bet on Tuesdays. Speaking of the Bills, who was the first game Monday? Oh, we're talking about Sunday night. Sorry, I was getting excited about Monday. No, that's what we call a bad segue. Yes, that's why <laughs> well, I'll I'm give you a good segue. Show. That's why and... Stick is the man. <laughs> Sunday night. All right. Um, we have the Los Angeles Rams visiting the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, it's an 8:20 start on Sunday night. The line set at Rams minus three and a half on the road. Uh, money line for the Rams at minus 180. You can get the Niners at plus 150. Um, total set at 51 and a half. Initial thoughts. What do you guys got? I have no idea of either of these, what either of these teams are. I agree. Like, I, like, it's tough. You look at the Rams, like, even, like, statistically, like, they're – Great defensively, offense looks good, but then to take a second look, they've played the entire of NFC East. And it's kind of hard not to look really good against the NFC East. Mm-hmm. And their one game that they – other game besides NFC East was against the Bills, which, you know, is a tale of two halves. One where they got their shit kicked in in the first half and then they were able to come back and make it a game. So it's hard to I mean- gauge – what kind of team they are. Let me give you some numbers here because you, you, you mentioned the, the offense too. They have really simplified things from what they were doing last year and really went back to mm-hmm. the roots. And that's what made them a Super Bowl team uh, a couple of years ago against the Patriots. Um, it was simple. It was motion offense. And obviously they have their guys back at 100%. Last year, Cooper Cup towards ACL. So that obviously hurt a little bit. But um, in my notes, I have bounce back Rams offense. They're fifth in EPA per play that they're 10th in success rate and they're second in offensive DVOA. So they're a top 10 defense in pretty much every major statistical, you know, advanced offensive category, whatever you want to call it or whatever you want to buy into that. And it's, mm-hmm. it's showing um, their defense is solid too. They lead the NFL in sacks with 20 and that's pretty much on the shoulders of uh, Aaron Donald. Right. So I, I don't. I don't think the 49ers really hold a hold a candle to. Well, they don't play in candlestick anymore. They play in Levi. They don't huh. hold a jean. They don't. They don't hold the jeans to. They don't hold the jeans to. Well, they can't press the. They can't press the Rams jeans. How about that? Um, I'm taking I, Rams I, minus three and a half. But yeah, I, I, like I have. Rams, a, I agree with the Rams minus. You talked about the lackluster offense that the 49ers have, mm-hmm. and who who do they have catching the ball besides Brandon Ayuk? Right. And, they, and, the, and the Rams have Jalen Ramsey. Back, is he not? I don't think it nope. matters. I, I, I mean, the Rams, the, the Rams have the second best rated pass, de- uh, you know, pass defense. They're, they're the second best passing defense. And they're locking down Brandon Ayu, Debo Samuel, and 
I, I mean, really, there's only George Kittle. You know, uh, uh, Garoppolo didn't play the full game last week, and even when he did, he looked like garbage. Is it going to be Garoppolo or Beathard, though, or Beathard? It doesn't matter. I like, I like Beathard. Beathard sounds a little Beat bit hard. cooler. I'm pretty sure it's a little bit cooler. It is Beathard, but I like Beathard. He okay. has to earn a proper name in my book. So Listen, I think the Rams' defense here is good for at least a turnover or two in this game, especially mm-hmm. with their defensive line. Um, they basically stop the the pass by themselves, and then Aaron Donald can manhandle the middle of the field. And like you said, the Rams look like a different offense. You know, they've simplified everything. Now they have a running back by committee in the backfield, so they don't have to feel forced to give it to Ty Gurley. And this is a Niners team that is still hurting on defense. Richard Sherman's still on the IR. Their offense, their offense, their defensive line is decimated. It's yeah, well, it's tough they're missing, to. They're missing their. De- they're missing Bosa and Solomon mm-hmm. Thomas. Uh, Solomon Thomas. They brought in uh, Ezekiel Ansah to kind of shore it up. D Ford's out. It, it's I, it's I, a different I, 49ers team than it was I last like year. Minus, I mean, I, I don't see the Rams not winning this game. I mean, you look at the better play calling too on the offensive side of the football. I mean, the way McVay runs that offense, and he has so many weapons between Higby and even. Um, Gerald Everett, the tight end, and then you have Cooper Cup and Robert Woods on the outside. You have a three-headed monster in the backfield between Daryl Henderson, Mal- Malcolm Brown, and Cam Akers, which he's coming back to. I mean, I think it's it's an easy LA Rams minus three and a half. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm completely in agreement there. Like I, the Niners and the Rams have both played similar schedules. I think one of you guys mentioned that earlier. Um, they, I mean. The Niners have wins against the Giants and the Jets, and they've lost to the Cardinals, the Eagles, and the Dolphins. I mean, when you – and the Rams have beat the entire NFC East and lost to Buffalo by three points in Buffalo. These two teams right now, I mean, even fully healthy, I think I would take the Rams over the Niners because for whatever reason, like, the Rams always just play solid football when Jared Goff isn't playing quarterback like an idiot, which he hasn't really been this year. (laughs) Like, that's usually really the thing. Like, it, it's all dependent go. on the quarterback. Yeah, that's most that teams. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the Rams minus three and a half. I mean, I don't see any mm-hmm. other way for this. Like, the, the Niners got killed by the Dolphins. Killed. Mm-hmm. Gotta hop on destroyed. that before it moves. Yeah, we I had mean, the pick Goff right here really on the Caps on podcast. Goff isn't really turning the football over as much as he used to. He doesn't look as exactly. bad on the road as he did last year, so – I am concerned why this is only three and a half. Like, to me, this, this yeah. seems like five. It's, it's, it's in Rams San Fran. It's probably because Rams on the road. And, and, you know, Goff on the road the past couple of years has been atrocious. That makes sense. And, and you know, I, I didn't I didn't know how he was going to respond this year. And he's playing pretty well this year. And I got to give it to him. No fans, though. Kind of a, a, a – I don't know. Is I don't think they're having fans in San Francisco. No, no, no I, th- I think I think California is a hot zone now. So I don't, but I, then I don't you take – but you take the travel out of it, too, because going, they're going from, from L.A. to Santa Monica. Santa Monica? Santa Ana? I don't know. What, what kind of travel is that? A two-hour bus ride? I don't know. I don't know. But it's California, so two hours? Yeah, it's, it's probably – it probably doesn't make that big of a difference. L.A. to San Fran is like four or five. But I don't think way, that's – Not important. So, San Fran minus three and a half. I mean, LA minus three and a half. LA minus three and a half. In agreement. All right. Dang. Oh, that's not good. Let's move this on to easy money. I will kick it off here and kind of play a little bit off of the game that we watched, I guess, two nights ago by the time you guys are listening to this. Um, it's the I'm going to go with the Houston Texans against Tennessee Titans, and I'm going to pick the Titans minus three. It looked good. Um, I it was on the three. bill. It's only a three-point game, which is wild. I mean, I don't know why the spread is set this low. Houston, if you look at their past games, they've lost to every good team they've played against and beat the only bad team they've played against. And the loss is coming against the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Vikings, and beat the Jaguars. 
Um, the Titans are undefeated. They've they've beaten everybody so far, and they look Actually, really, really good. They yeah. beat the hell out of Buffalo. They looked really, really good yesterday. And even and on a week with really no practicing, practicing, literally a week with no practicing, um, I, I just think this is a gimme game right here. I don't know why the line is set so low. Like, I know the Houston offense is – somewhat of a threat i mean they have guys that can really move the ball down the field but i mean deshaun watson's not to be slept on by any means but look i'm going with the texans minus i mean the the tennessee titans minus three and i mean they're just they play complete football like this is really it they're a really well disciplined team and that's kudos to to mike uh mike brable who who came in there kind of took that job and made them perennial contenders uh for the past couple of years um and all, I was going to, I mean, going off of Tennessee, I mean, also having Derrick Henry, who's an absolute monster. I mean, mm-hmm. you, look, you know, teams obviously look to eliminate that part of the tennis, uh, that part of Tennessee's offense. And you can't, like, you really can't. Like, you look at Buffalo's defense, who's so good, um, especially against the run. Um, they can't stop him, you know. And once you can't stop him, you open up play action. You open, you open up the deep pass. You open up the check down to Jonah Smith on the, you know, in the tight end position. And you can't stop them. And all Tannehill has to do is make these little dink and dunk passes, and they're fine. I mean, one major stat from the game last night or two nights ago, Tuesday night, that um, really stuck out to me is the fact that the Tennessee Titans run the fourth most play action in the league. And, I mean, that's just a testament to the run game that they have because you can just lean on Derrick Henry, on Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, and then the second you start to slow it down, not even stop it, slow it down a little bit, they can get guys like Johnny Smith open, like you just said, Nick, um, AJ Brown. It, it just creates so many opportunities and really simplifies the offense for Ryan Tannehill because you can get him out of the pocket, you can get him protected in the pocket behind that good offensive line, and they just go to work like they play good football. Who's up? I could go. I'll, I'm taking the uh, the Packers minus two and a half against the Bucks ah. as my easy money game. Yeah. Okay. I'm not. I'm not overly inspired by the football that I've seen the Bucks play. Um, I'm just gonna stop you. I haven't met a pick 'em. Yeah, I haven't met a pick 'em. Oh, you had a pick 'em. Yeah. Oh, when I did this this afternoon, it was. I mean, if you're taking the Packers, then go for it. I'm gonna take the Packers and a pick 'em. I bet this the other day. I bet this on Monday morning, and it was minus two and a half because I thought it was good. Yeah. So I'm kind of screwing myself there. I'm probably gonna double down on it though. Um, but the Packers are coming off a bye week, right? And they, to me, they're the best team in the NFC. They look like – I don't know if it's Aaron Rodgers playing pissed off because they drafted Jordan Love or, That's you know, it. Aaron Rodgers said on a Aaron Rodgers said on another podcast that his worst, you know, his down years is oh, yeah. a good quarterback's career like, year. Um, he gets a lot of unnecessary hate for no reason, whether he's an asshole or not. Like, I, that's not for me to decide. Um, but he's a damn good quarterback. Um and I don't think the Bucks are really what they what they set out to be this year. Um, they've struggled with injuries. With with on the offensive side, they've missed Godwin. They've missed Evans. Um, Tom Brady has kind of looked a little Jekyll and Hyde. I have in my notes here the first two weeks: two hundred and fifty-six yards, three touchdowns, three picks. Weeks three through three through five: nine hundred nineteen yards, nine touchdowns, one interception. So he's starting to pick it back up. But this is a Packers defense that is really solid. They limit the big play um they don't add, they don't take the ball away a lot but i don't think tom brady's going to really throw in situations where he can get the ball taken away so i just think that plays into the the packers like limiting their plays um i if this is this is going down to a pick em because of because people believe in tom brady and people like that bucks team for whatever reason well, i, I yeah, think it's why? going to be high 
it's going to be high scoring. I think the total's at 54, but I think the pack have the better all around team and it's minus two and a half or I'm, I guess I'm taking them in the pick them, which makes me feel a little bit better. I mean, 100%. I mean, you look at the quarterback play in both of these teams, you know, Tom Brady hasn't really been um, inspiring. He hasn't really played as great as people were hoping he was going to. He's just kind of been skating by, mm-hmm. you know, he just barely got past the chargers two weeks ago. He couldn't get past the, the bears last week. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to get past the Packers this week. I and mean, this is the Packers team that's coming off a bye, so presumably they're planning for him for two weeks. So Yeah, after how, after how many years of game tape they have on him too, I mean, mm-hmm. come on. And, and, and I think the Bucks defense is way overhyped, um, especially going into the year. They were, they were hyped up um, as a good pass-rushing defense. Uh, you, you know, they were able to stop whatever. But Aaron Rodgers, it don't matter. I mean, he's supposed to be getting Devontae Adams back. You know, he's thrown a Robert Twain at the tight end position. Like, who is that? And he's still- I don't think it makes a difference whether or not uh, Aaron Rodgers has weapons or not. He's going to be able to find people. And Matt LaFleur is going to be able to scheme those guys open. He's been successful at doing that when he was in Tennessee. He's been successful at doing that now. So I, it's, it's easy money for me, Packers. That's all I have to say on the subject. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go, I'm going to go quick and – I can't wait to talk about this. It's going to be the Miami Dolphins minus eight and a half. You're riding the Miami train. I'm riding the Miami train. I don't blame you. I believe in, I a hundred percent believe in the Miami Dolphins here. Um, The Jets are 0 and 5 against the spread this year. They're 4, 12 and 1 in their last 17 um, against AFC East opponents. Now, the Jets are, I mean, they're overall 0 and 7 when games aren't started by Sam Donald. I doubt he's going to play again. Uh, they don't he's already have a running, out. Huh? He's already out? He's okay. Out. Mm-hmm. They don't have a running back. You're going to be starting, uh, you know, museum artifact Frank Gore. Who is, he, who is Joe Flacco going to throw the ball to? It seems like the the, the Jets don't can't move the football. It doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. It doesn't matter who's doing anything. Um, the Miami Dolphins look like they're on a mission this year under Brian Flores and just overall the team. Uh, the Fitzmagic is real. This is their chance to kind of beat up on their AFC, you know, AFC East opponent who's kind of give them a run for their money. The past, who knows, five, ten years. Um, overall, the Miami offense has been playing fantastic. Um, and their defense has been playing well, too. I just, This is just a game where I, I look at the Jets and I just can't put my money on anything that the Jets do. I don't care if they're home. I don't care if they're away. I don't care about anything. Um, I don't believe in the Jets at all and i believe in the miami dolphins i believe in them all year and guess what i'm gonna believe in them again today you said um, eight and a half points it's eight and a half points eight and a half points is almost begging for you to take the jets at plus eight and a half but it's like mm. I, I don't know for what reason anybody would bet on the jets i think the jets could be like 13 point dogs in this game and i'd still probably tell you to stay and, away and, that, and that's at the, the very thing. least i mean I, I just don't think the Jets stand any chance against any opponent they play this whole entire year. I think they get blown out of the water. Their defense ranks 31st in, like, overall defense. It's just – it's not good. And you watch them play. Like, I mean, I don't even watch the full games. You just kind of – when we watch red zone or anything like that, they're just getting picked apart left and right. It just looks embarrassing. Yeah. Um, they don't want to be out there. They just lost arguably their best player on the team. Like, why would they even bother showing up this game? I saw a – it's on Glenn DeNegris's story, our um, host of our Base Hit Ball 4 show. Um, it, it was a screenshot. I'm going to try to find it right now because I was laughing at it. It's regarding the Jets. Um, let's see. Before you go, I, I want to – It's I, not I there wanted... anymore, but it said, like, team issues for the Jets. 
and the only answer there was football. Oh, yeah. <laughs> football. The, the, their issue They're is terrible at everything. Football. I mean, okay. So, I mean, I guess I have another – I guess – I don't know. I guess this is made – all right. Well, wait. I got another make the case. Go ahead, Sam. Go ahead. Thank you, Nick. Um, so, I have a little bit of a trend now, I guess, with my easy money picks. As for the third consecutive week, I will be betting against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I'll be be taking the Detroit Lions minus three on the road in Jacksonville. And this is something maybe not as extreme as the, you know, betting against the Jets every week, but I know I'm going to, you know, keep doing it until it, until it fails me. Like the Jaguars, everyone thought, oh, they might be good. Same thing like against the Colts. And they've looked like crap since then. And Detroit, you know, what are they? One and three. But two of those games, they blew big, big leads against Chicago and um, what was the other one? New Orleans. And both those teams are significantly better than the uh, atrocity that is the Jacksonville Jaguars. And they beat a solid Arizona team. Just I don't have a lot. I'm looking at a lot of stats for this, but I, I'm going to keep betting against the Jaguars until, until it fails me. The Jazz can I don't think honestly compete with – the Jets for the number one overall pick. I don't think that's a bad play at all. I, I that, that Jacksonville defense is, is struggling, and rightfully so. They're made up mm-hmm. of a bunch of first and second year guys. You look at their outside corners, and it's uh, and it's like C.J. Henderson from Florida. Um, he's he looks hot and cold. So I I, I don't know if I feel like Detroit, at least offensively, is is mm-hmm. a solid enough team to pick they them apart. They have weapons. They Stafford's still a good quarterback. Healthy Kenny Galladay too, who just sat out a full week. Their thing, and I was reading this on Twitter, and I, I apologize to the individual who tweeted it or the statistician that found it, but it's like they, um, they, they like rely on game script, whatever your definition of that is, more than like any uh, team in the league, where they dominate the first half, um, where they're like passing the ball at more, more frequently than they're running the ball. And then they come out in the second half and run the ball. And that second half, when they run the ball, whether it's to buy their defense a little more rest or, you know, something along those lines or try to bleed out the clock because you know, your defense is going to bleed out the lead. Um, it, it, it's something to, to monitor. So if they, if they're looking at that and if they're aware of that stat, and I can assume like a team is aware of a stat, if somebody finds it at least one way or another, I, I would look for them to, to try and like, buck that trend and be like man we're losing leads because we're running the ball and we're not getting anywhere and our defense is getting back out there anyways let's just keep throwing the ball you know so if they come out and they're like and they're like matt stafford just go like just, just keep throwing That's gonna find you. Marvin Jones is, throw the ball. right right so if they continue if they keep throwing the ball this, I, I think that's that's easy money. I, I'm, I'm with you. But if they decide that, like, hey, we need to run the ball because our defense stinks and we need to bleed out this clock, then you might be in a little bit of a danger zone because that Jacksonville offense probably can't keep up with you, but they can keep it close enough, I think. So mm-hmm. as long as you keep attacking that Jacksonville defense with with, with an air raid type of offense, I think, I think you're good. I mean, the Jags have lost – their past three games by a total of 44 points. They lost to Miami, Cincinnati, and Houston. Three not great teams. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after showing out week one against Indianapolis, they've definitely fallen off in the, uh, fallen off of a cliff. And 
you know, like we talk about, you, like you said, man, their defense is just getting torched. I mean, their offense mm-hmm. can hang, but their defense is just getting torched. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you, Detroit has always been that offensive powerhouse where they can put up the points. They just can't stop the points from being put up. Yeah. Um, Give Matt Stafford the ball. Let him throw the ball 45. Yeah, let him. Who cares? We, we, see, we see let Russell Wilson cook. How about let Matt Stafford cook? Screw it. I don't know about cook. Let him, <laughs> let him microwave. Let him sous chef. Oh, okay. That works too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Go All right. Um, so let's move on to make the case. Um, anybody, ha- anybody want to start this off or no? Should I start it? You could start, Stick. Start it off, Stick. Okay. I am going to. Make the case for the Cleveland Browns plus three over the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. Um, that was what I was going to say. I yes! just think that the, yes! the Pittsburgh Steelers are due for a letdown game. Yes. Here. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Like Sorry. I'm so excited. Go ahead. Sorry. I haven't been like unbelievably impressive this year. They've been good. Obviously they're four and but then again, the Browns are four and one, and, and this is something we haven't seen out of the Cleveland Browns in years. Um, Wait, before we keep going, you said the Steelers are four and zero. Do you know who they beat? Yeah, they've beaten the Philadelphia Eagles, the Houston Texans, the Denver Broncos, and the New York Giants. Um, those teams aren't those are good yeah. teams for the record. Those are, not, those are bad teams. Those are bad football teams. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, look, it's just one of those things where. Pittsburgh is a solid football team, but they just don't excite me. And, I mean, we talked about kind of a similar mentality last night on Base Hit Ball 4 where the teams that are playing with an edge are winning. And I don't think it's just a baseball thing. I think that's a sport thing where it kind of really relates to anything. Like when you're playing with some with a chip on your shoulder, you're playing with some fire, Confidence. and you're playing with a purpose, then you're going to go out there and you're going to win the game. And you, ha- you already have an edge the second the, the initial kickoff is kicked. Um but look, I, I'm a huge fan of the way the Cleveland Browns are playing this year. Their offense is just rolling. Oh, they look rolling, so rolling. good. They look so good. But their defense is where they lack a little bit. But I don't think the Steelers are as overpowering as I – and mean, not that a lot of people think they're overpowering, but I don't think that they have that the gusto to push it against a <laughs> Cleveland team like that. Like, Big Ben I mean, Chase aging. Claypool like, getting four touchdowns, when's that going to happen again? It's not. Like, that's, that's just a little outlier there. And, I mean, that was really the only reason that they won last week against the Eagles um, or two weeks ago. No, it was Sunday. Um, no, it was Sunday. It was Sunday. And they just barely beat the Eagles, too. Just barely, they just like, barely got by. Look, they're due, they almost lost to the Giants week one. Not, maybe not almost lost, but they, the Giants gave them a good fight, and the Giants are not a good football team. We've seen they're that. Not. Um, I don't want to harp on this way too much here, but I, I just think Cleveland's going to really push the ball against this Pittsburgh defense. I know they have a pretty good squad, but they, they have enough playmakers to really get past game? it. Say it again. 51. What's yeah, the 51. 51. Oh, I think it's going to go way over. I mean, you're looking at a shootout between both teams. I think they're going to be throwing the ball left and right. Um, but I couldn't agree more with the Browns. You know, we're, what, at minus one and a half at this point? Uh, minus three. Or minus, plus three. Yeah. Plus three. Plus three and a half, uh, and that, and it's funny because as a home team, you should be getting three points. Now they're on the road in Pittsburgh. Oh, I thought they were home. Now they're on the road, but mm-hmm. I, don't I mean, think it matters. It don't matter. So, it don't matter. Stefanski, I think, has finally figured out how to use Baker Mayfield in that offense where he doesn't have that much pressure on him, and they didn't even need to use. Uh, they didn't. The Browns didn't have to use Chubb. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm sorry, not Chubb. 
Kareem Hunt as much as like they thought they were going to have to. And yep. they put a good amount on Baker Mayfield's shoulder, and he looked good. Now, he does have his injured ribs, and I don't really know how much that scares me um, because that Pittsburgh pass rush is pretty good. Um, I'd say it's pretty good. Um, but I just can't not take the Browns anymore, man. I rode the Browns last week and the week before. I'm going to ride them again. I love it. I love it. Uh, I mean, just like the typical Vegas rule of thumb here, like you get three points as a home team. I mean, that's really kind of like the widely known statistic. It's, it's baked into the line a little bit. So I, Vegas is really seeing this as a toss-up, I guess, when you take that out. Um, it opened at Pittsburgh minus five. It's now minus three. So they gave Pittsburgh the slight edge, and I, don't, I just don't see it. And now with the line sitting at minus three, you take out the home field edge, and it, these teams are evenly matched for different reasons. I would say Cleveland has the edge on offense, and Pittsburgh has the edge on defense. But I, I just, I'm going to go with the firepower there with Cleveland and pass this on to the next guy. I'm on the other side of it. All right. Really? It was my make the case for the other side. Yeah. All right. Let's hear really? it. Um, yeah. So I like going to lead this to a W. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, I like, I like the Steelers minus three and a half here. And you've mentioned the defense, right? The defense to your point hasn't played good teams, right? But I can start at the front and work my way back. You mm-hmm. mentioned the pat, you mentioned the, the, the pass rush and it's JJ Watt and Bud Dupree or not JJ TJ, excuse me, TJ Watt and Bud Dupree, right? Those two dudes are going against rookie Jedrick Wills, right? In some sort of rotation. And then Jack Conklin on the other side. Um, to me, like, I, I've watched enough Browns and I've watched enough game script to see like Jedrick Wills. And he struggles sometimes. Last week, he struggled against Justin Houston, who has been in the league since 1999, right? I don't know if that's accurate. Um, but Justin Houston's been around forever. And yeah, he belongs in, put him in a museum with Frank Gore. Sure. Yeah. Put him in the football museum. But um, he kind of struggled. He struggled against him. And he's just, a, I mean, Justin Houston has obviously been around. He's just probably a smarter player than Jedrick Wills knows how to beat a guy like that. I think TJ Watt and Bud Dupree probably also know how to beat a guy like that, just based on pure talent. Um, working your way back to the secondary, those it's Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson, right? Those, I, I think long of the days where Joe Hayden is like a top corner with the Browns. But to your point, they haven't really played anybody. So could they just be kind of, you know, dogging it a little bit? Maybe. I think this is a game that the Steelers wake up for. They see the hype that, you know, the, the Browns are getting this year and kind of try and shut them down. I'm not entirely the sold on the Browns, the Browns offense. Have gotten that hype though for the past, what, three years? Sure. But when you, when you get that hype for the three years and then you come into Pittsburgh and you're like two and seven, like who cares, you know, or you come in and you're like, Oh, and two. Cause you're still getting hype and you're still stomping them down. Nah, this okay. year it's, right. this year it's, I think this year it's legitimate. Like you can get the hype and come in at zero and two and be like, ah, these guys aren't who we thought they were. So let's just, you know, keep, keep it easy. Now they're four and one. I think Pittsburgh wakes up for this game and puts them down. And I, like I was getting to, I'm, I'm not sold on Cleveland's offense in the second half of the game against the Colts. Baker Mayfield was two of nine with two interceptions. Um, he, he wasn't good in the second half. They made adjustments. He, he, he wasn't good in the second half of the game yesterday when Indianapolis, mm-hmm. who's had a solid defense this year, came well, out and made okay. adjustments. They okay. came out and made adjustments, and Baker Mayfield struggled, right? And you so mentioned Baker Mayfield. Game? Yeah, they won the football game, but, I, but it's a new week. It's a new week. I mean, they so still Baker put up 32 Ma- points against a, a Colts defense that's pretty good. Sure, right. 
My argument I think here, Pittsburgh, though, I think Pittsburgh's defense is better. Hold on, I'm not done. And I don't mean to cut it. you off, but Baker Mayfield has has sore ribs, right? Which you mentioned. So with, if TJ Watt and Bud Dupree and whoever else on that pass rush can get to him, and they don't even have to sack him on every play, if they could just put him in the ground, that's going to build up over time, right? His, I don't. It's it's look, a rib look, injury. Look, 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 look. look, Baker Mayfield could have sore ribs or whatever at halftime. Yeah, and then what? It goes into play. his lung, and he can't play, and you're stuck with their backup. Hey, this is an LA Chargers. <laughs> Baker Mayfield could have sore ribs. He could have spare ribs. He could have barbecue ribs. With the receivers that they have, with the receivers that they have, with the potential, OBJ is the slant king. You have Jarvis Landry on the other side who can also take it to the house on a short route like that. If the pass rush is becoming, I mean, it's going to be exactly how you're describing it. But like Nick said before, Stefanski is finding a way to do things with this offense and getting OBJ acclimated to the system and really coming into his own in Cleveland, this might be the best year of OBJ's career thus far. And we're only through five games. I just think they're going to find a way to get him open. And look, I, I don't hate the pick on either side because like I mentioned before, that's why Cleveland has the edge on offense and the Steelers have the edge on defense. I'm not expecting it to be easy for the Browns by any means, but you're giving me three points. And I think they're the better team with the edge. I like that. It was three and a half points. I don't know. Just the, uh, I mean, the like the offense in the second half of the Indianapolis game kind of turned me off on them. Their defense is twenty fifth in the league. I, I I think it's I I, I don't I, it's not easy because it's my make the case. But I I think yeah no, I I'm think I'm you. a little I'm a little more comfortable betting on the Steelers than I am the Browns. I'm putting my I, money I don't hate on, that. on on Browns money line here. It's it's gonna happen. It's gonna all happen. right. We've harped on this game enough. Nick Sam, who's up? Okay, you want Sam? Let me make this quick. Yeah, no, I don't know how I'm picking yet. So. All right, this, this, this <laughs> unprepared. Mine got I, stolen. I, I've talked about this. Both team. of mine did. I talked about this team last week. I talked about it probably the week before, and I'm going to talk about this team again. It's the Chicago Bears plus three on the road against the Carolina Panthers. One and a half. It's still it's one. I'm going to take them plus one and a half. Uh, okay, so the Carolina Panthers are three and zero oh without with, with losing with losing Christian McCaffrey. Who saw that? Running backs don't matter. Who saw mm-hmm. that coming? What do you mean? I did. I didn't see. I didn't see them going three and zero. But I think it's, I think it's reasonable to to assume that a, a simplified you, offense is. So so I remember before the season, I, I probably was talking with Man or somebody else. In, in in, there was somebody I was talking to that didn't agree that Teddy Two Gloves was the answer over there or good enough quarterback to get it done. And he he isn't. Matt Rule does draw up. A They're good winning. Team. They're winning. Okay, fine. They're winning, but not this week. Um, hate to break it to you. Well, they can still win. Okay, by they a can point, still win, single but point. they're not going to win. <laughs> they, can't, they can't lose by a point. Okay, so in general, the Chicago Bears have allowed the second-fewest points in the NFC. Um, the second-fewest passing touchdowns in the NFC. So this game is going to ride on Mike Davis. Um, I just don't think that the Carolina Panthers have enough firepower to come up against the Chicago team. Now, Nick Foles has thrown an interception every game that he started, so I will definitely probably put a player prop on him to throw another interception. But that is besides the point. You can still throw a to- you can still have a turnover and still win the football game. Nick Foles has shown a rapport with Allen Robinson, with Fossil Jimmy Graham. Um, the running game isn't too bad, even with, Dave- with-, with three Cohen out. David Montgomery can run the football and catch it out of the backfield. The Bears' defense is still good. As much as people don't want to give them credit for, they're still good. Um, I just don't think Carolina is is 
I think Carolina is just very due for a loss here too. At the same point, at, at the same time, um, I mean, they they beat some. They beat the, you know they, they're three zero. I don't really know how they're three zero, um, but they are, and I don't think they're going to win another game. They win four games straight without arguably the best player in the NFL is kind of beyond me. If you're telling me running backs don't matter, I think that's a complete lie. Um, I think luck is a is a is more legitimate than is a more legitimate argument than that. Um, I'm just going to take Bears plus one and a half, take a money line. I think they win the football game. So I was actually leaning towards taking Carolina for my oh, case, but, 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 but I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to do something else, something I hate so, so much more. I'm going to go with the New York football giants yeah. minus two. At home against Washington. New York football Giants! Damn, you know that means they have to win the game. I know, I know. <laughs> I know. I, I happen to agree with you here. But... See, I, I wasn't sold on the Giants offense being as big of a dumpster fire as it is yeah, in the first four games. Because they played four good defenses in those four games. The and they Bell. played – and they played, yeah. No, I'm talking about the first four. Number five oh, being sorry. Dallas. Gotcha, game. gotcha, gotcha. They looked very, they looked sharp, and obviously they got some, you know, luck here or there. But Jones looked better. Um, God, I hate this so much. <laughs> the, Listen, you talk. The Giants could have won last week. They, they probably should have won. won. They should have won. won last week. But and then, um, well, that is with Andy Dalton and Manning. The Giant, the Washington offense is. You know, nothing to get excited about. With um, I think Kyle Allen's cleared. He'll be starting again. Mm-hmm. Um, as great as great as it was, you know, seeing Alex Smith take the field. Like, I'm still so worried about him taking a hit and his leg exploding Kudos to again. Him, yeah. When Aaron Donald jumped on his back to to get that sack, I thought I saw I, his I life flash before my cringe. eyes. I wish I had yeah. a handful to show you what I was thinking. Yeah. But, and and kudos see, to that surgeon that like repaired his knee for that to hold up with Aaron Donald's jumping on your back. I, they like, saw they got a clip of Aaron Donald like he read his lips saying like, "Oh, that mother's uh, leg is strong." <laughs> his but, surgically repaired leg. Um. Yeah, I think that offense, Kyle Allen's win has because I don't care as a quarterback. They're listen. You know, I kind of think the Giants are due for the Giants, a win. The Giants' defense isn't bad. I think the Giants are due for a win. I mean, they fought mm-hmm. well last week against the Cowboys. They fought really well the week before against the Rams. I kind of think they're due for a win here. Mm-hmm. And they're like you said, if, their defense is is playing pretty good. Their offense kind of. I mean, you saw Devontae Freeman kind of figuring it out last week, and getting a run game is half the battle at that point. I mean, it's, it all comes down to Daniel Jones not turning the ball over three times a game like it feels like every time and, and making a smart decision every once in a while. Um, but all it took last week was, uh, you know, the refs not making a holding call on that final drive, uh, the Giants making that, that field goal on that fake – or making the touchdown on the fake field goal, and they win not the football being set. game. Yeah, I mean, I think the Giants are kind of starting to figure mm-hmm. it out. So, I mean, I don't, I'm not betting on it because I know if I bet on it, it's not going to hit and the Giants aren't going to win. I really want the Giants to win. So I'm not touching the football game with my actual money, but I will talk about it. I'm, uh, I'm kind of with you, Sam. I kind of, as a Giants fan, I don't want to take the Giants because I see the, like, I see the writing on the wall. Like mm-hmm. I know what's going to happen, right? 
and this is a Giants team that did look better last week against the second worst defense in the league. Yeah, the, yeah no, third worst defense in the league. So take that for what you want. If you want to, if you want to put stock, if you want to put your stock in that and your money in that, that's fine. This game's going to come down to the booster. That's a yeah, booster. for sure. This mm-hmm. game's going to come down to the to the trenches, right? Because we know Washington's ability to get to the quarterback. At the very least, their defense can get to the quarterback, right? And the Giants' offensive line, at the very most can't stop them or can at least like hold them for a minute or four seconds. So Daniel Jones can throw. Nobody's afraid of a Daniel Jones deep ball. He's getting blitzed on like 90% of his, or like 68% of his snaps. And he's they're getting afraid. there. I know, I know you're, I know you can, th- I know he can throw it, right? We've seen him throw it, but like, he's not getting the time to throw it that is, is, is what I'm saying. He's blitzed on like 68 or 69. Nice percent of, um, nice of his, of his, uh, of his passes. It's, it's tough for him to, to, to look downfield when there are dudes in his face. And like, I'm afraid of Montez sweat. I'm afraid of chase young. I'm afraid of that. It, Ryan Kerrigan has been a giants haunter for like 17 years of what it feels like. And before chase that, young it was London Fletcher, uniform, by the way, huh? Chase young should be in a giants uniform. Yeah. If we didn't be. win week 17. Yeah. You know, against Washington, we lost they week purposely 17. lost. They purposely lost. Landon Collins knew he was. Losing I hate the giants. I hate them. It's 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 a tough. They're bet. winning this week. They're winning this week, though. Yeah, it's a classic right. scenario where the Giants go like zero and five start the year and then win, you know, half the games, finish the year, screw themselves out of like a Giants top three pick. I pop a bottle of champagne next week because I'm going to be so happy that they. I'll won. do it. I'll, I'll join you. <laughs> the winner of the NFC East is going to go into the playoffs at like six and ten. So, like statistically, no, the three Giants are not out of the Cowboys. playoff chase. But yeah, right. <laughs> I partially hope the Giants don't win for a dra- for draft for draft stocks, yeah, for draft case, yeah. But like, but for my own sanity, that. after watching wins. the Mets piss away their season, I need to watch the Giants win a football game. Well, these are the kind of losses that you want, right? And what you say the line was three and a half. Um, I'm looking at two and a half. Two and a half. I mean, that's the kind of losses that you want, right? If they're going to lose, at? do we know what it opened at? Uh, I could find it. It had to open at high, right? It had to move down. I don't hate under four or four and a half as well. I can tell you, there uh, might Giants be no minus three. Score. There might be no no touchdown score in this entire football game. That's how bad. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. No. Um, I guess while we're on the topic of NFC East, I, I guess stick. I'm going to take the the host reins from you. We can move on to Dallas and Arizona. Go for it. <laughs> um, I'm all over Dallas. This is an interesting game. I'm all over what? Dallas on this. I'm line. I'm with you. Um. They're getting two and a half points. They're dogs to Arizona. What has Arizona done that has been like, you're making faces, Nick. What has Arizona done? They have Hopkins. They have Hopkins and they have Murray. Murray, who literally only throws to Hopkins. I mean, literally only throws to Hopkins. This is what we just talked about the lackluster Giants offense. We just talked about the lackluster Giants offense. And how many points did they put up last week on the Dallas Cowboys? Seven from a pick six. Okay. One, seven mm-hmm. from a pick six. And you look at the Arizona Cardinals offense. And mostly field goals. Nine points on field goals. So I that offense care. put up 12 points. What, what does that matter? The Arizona well, they Cardinals put- offense is highly superior to the New York football giants. Okay, maybe they're deep. Numbers would say very otherwise. inconsistent. Numbers would say otherwise. 
Okay. This okay. Da- this this is this is okay. an Arizona team that is among the least efficient offenses in the league that relies pretty much solely on Kyler Murray getting the ball to Hopkins or Kyler Murray being like shit, he's not open, let me run, right? And it works. It works. Yeah, it, works. it works. It works. It works. It works. Sometimes. Not all the time. Um, it doesn't work at a rate that is probably sustainable, mm-hmm. which is understandable that nothing going to one wide receiver and running every other down is, is probably not sustainable. Um, and Dallas is getting two and a half points here. So like, even if this, this is, even if this is an offensive battle, like I'll take, I'll take Dallas and their superior weapons to an Arizona team. That's going to rely on Hopkins essentially only. Come on, not essentially only. I mean, you have a dual threat in Kenyon Drake in the back. Chase Edmonds, who is a very viable second second man back there. You have a. a This is this is to me. This is a six point line if Dak isn't hurt, right? And obviously, we could say Dak is hurt, so like that's fine. But like this Dallas, I don't think this Dallas team is going to take a step back without Dak Prescott. But Andy Dalton's about as good as a backup you can get in this league, right? Andy Dalton's like the 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 freaking the the Bengals to the playoffs. Giants have a good defense. Giants have a good defense. And you know who doesn't? Arizona. Arizona doesn't have a good defense. Actually, actually, Arizona has a top five pass defense and scoring defense so, so Thank far. You. But Thank you. a subpar run defense. And I think this is a week where they finally give Zeke the ball. Yeah. Let Zeke you know, know you what the out. best way to um to have to keep the cars out of the end zone is is keep them off the field. Give the ball to Zeke 35 times mm-hmm. this week. Only let Arizona have the ball for say like 18 to 22 minutes of the game. I think it's come down to can Dallas control the possession because they're going to have a simplified game plan for Andy Dalton. And just if – I think Zeke needs to touch the ball 30, 35 times for this to happen. But I do like Dallas plus I think, two I money think line. I Arizona jumps out early and Dallas has to play catch-up the whole game. and Which they've done this year. Andy Dalton can't Very do Very well. And I don't think Andy Dalton <laughs> See, that's do. where I disagree. I'm with Sam I like here Dalton. on Dallas. Like, I don't um, think Andy Dalton can do it. I don't think he can. I don't like. I don't like. Uh, I think you're wrong. I don't Nick. like McCarthy as a head coach either. That's my. That's my thing. I don't like McCarthy as a head coach there. Um, what's his? Uh, who's? What's the offensive coordinator's name? Not Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. And Kellen Moore's offense has taken a. It's taken a step back. It wasn't what it was last year. Last I don't know what you. Ta- I don't know what you're talking about. Taking up, a step like, back. They, they have. The, they have the best. They have the last week when nobody agreed with me. I think they had number one offense, like total yards, points. Hundred <laughs> percent. I don't know what step back you're talking about. They've scored over thirty points in nearly every single game. With that, but up near, nearly forty. Yes. Yeah, so they're going Andy to Dalton take a came step. in and won the game. He was nine for eleven for like a hundred yards in the, in the only snaps he took, all game. He, got, he had he to throw the football and he threw the football. Michael Gallup in a missed holding call from the. The pet still the regardless though you saw what he could do and he's got the time and look i'm i'm with sam and Mano on this but not for the same reasons that they're on it because i believe that andy dalton can get the job done he's a you good andy dalton and i think he can if he needs to starter. but i don't think he'll have to andy dalton can play quarterback as a starter if in- need be yeah i do think he'll like be able to lead a team down like for a fourth quarter like comeback victory but i don't see that as the case i see dallas dominating the time of possession in this game. I don't think I don't think the Cardinals defense is going to be able to stop them. Especially, they they let up 21 points a game, which is good, right? But they've played 40 they played the 49ers, mm-hmm. which was their like big time win, right? Every nobody saw that coming. Turns out Six they ten. stink. Fine. Yeah, hindsight's 2020, but yeah, it turns out they stink. Um since then they've played the Washington football team, 
the Detroit uh, – I almost said the Tigers. Wow. <laughs> the Detroit Lions, Carolina. Who's been good this year? Whoa, we just talked what? before about the Detroit Lions offense and how yeah, many that's fine. they have. Yeah, but they and didn't they use those weapons. They ran the ball. They ran the ball. They had no holiday that week either. Look, right, Chandler Jones is Chandler oh, Jones and, is and out they, with they, a torn pectoral. Mar- and Marvin Jones hasn't done a damn thing. Start, yeah, start him every week, it. and he doesn't score. I don't think Arizona. I don't think Arizona can 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 keep up to this. They're not as good as we thought they would be yet, or they think mm-hmm. they are yet. Mm-mm. I touched on this last week when the Giants were playing the Cowboys, and we were previewing this, when I said. When the Cowboys got C.D. Lamb at 17, I said, oh, shit. And we saw exactly why I said, oh, shit. Because James Bradbury locked down Amari Cooper. Michael Gallup was kind of a non-issue. And C.D. Lamb went for seven or eight for 124. And with 11 targets. Like, you can throw the ball to any one of those guys. And Andy Dalton is going to be a quarterback that he is a pass-first quarterback. Dak Prescott is more dual threat. I mean, not that he really takes it out of the pocket and runs so much, but he's got the legs on him to create those plays. Mm-hmm. They're going to draw up plays and allow Andy Dalton to make the simple throws, and these guys are going to get open. Nick, you you, you, look, you can look like a You're magic okay? baseball all you want over there, but it's not going to I don't happen. know how Dallas is getting two and a half. I don't know how Arizona's favored in this game. Like, it's yeah, Dak, Dak Prescott know. is why they're not favored in this game. It's true. And the step back from Dak Prescott to Andy Dalton is significant. I don't think it's significant enough to make them nearly a field goal dog in this. And I could see I could see Dallas, you know, playing fired up, knowing, like, oh, let's go out there and win it for yeah. Dak. Oh. You know, as much as you want to, like, say, it's, you know, bullshit or not, like, you know, I could see it or they come out flat or – you know, we'll see. Dallas is home too. <laughs> Why are they two and a half dogs at home? They're gonna this, have a packed stadium. This makes no sense. Texas don't care. Oh, they're home dogs. Yeah, they're home dogs. Yeah, does that change your output? <laughs> it shouldn't because it should have been. Nick hasn't had, had a anyways. single good reason why. It's the only. Oh, Arizona has DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> and Kyler Murray, and Dak Prescott's not playing quarterback. That's all Nick has against the Cowboys right now. You're playing they're devil's advocate. Dogs. That's not good. That's not good. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Um, Monday You're night football I'm letting, two. I'm not letting you argue all that. Electric boogaloo. What do you talk about the offensive weapons? What, what's your what's your counter argument for offensive weapons? What the the Cardinals? They don't have a counter argument. That's the problem. That's why we're picking Dallas. They both have offensive weapons. Probably Dallas oh, are better, dude. You're right, fine, okay. Fine. 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 If you go, want, go, fine. get out of here. Go, get out of here. Go. <laughs> Go get out! I don't Are know. You're comparing you Larry Fitzgerald that. and Andy Isabella to Michael Gallup and C.D. Lamb. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Or not whoa, Andy Isabella? Christian, Christian Kirk. Kirk. Does that make it better? Does that yes. make it better? Yes, it or does. By how much? By how much better? Enough. Enough. About not one, enough. About one percent. Not enough. Not enough. This is right, this, this was going to be my easy money game before I realized it was Monday. Whatever. Oh, All right, let's go. Let's go. Go. Get out. Get out. All right, we got the Kansas City Chiefs. At, this game's at 5 o'clock on Monday. Oh, that's um, awesome. 5.01, according yeah, to Yeah, it's good. It's a nice – you get out of work, you turn on the TV. You got Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen. I like that. Oh, it's going to be um, a trick. So, the Chiefs are minus 3.5 on the road in Buffalo against the Bills. Um, total set at 57.5. Wow. Um, Chiefs money line at minus 200 and the Buffalo Bills at plus 170. This is can an easy one for me. Can I, can I start <laughs> since I since I bet against the Chiefs last week and I was yeah. right? Um, so last week you can't do it I again. T- 
I'm gonna do it again. Go for it. Yeah, oh like the, no! The gif of uh, the gif of Goofy. It's like the the grunge Goofy, and he's like, "I'll fucking do it again. I'm doing it again." Um, I'll uh, I, they this this Chiefs defense right basically begged Derek Carr to beat them deep, and what did he do? He, did. he beat him deep consistently consistently this chief's defense looked lost they had no idea who they were playing they might have been playing they they didn't know if they were playing Derek Carr or the other car I don't know what his name is um big David 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 Carr um Ford. they got yeah yeah Ford no they looked like uh they looked like jalopies out there oh. um <laughs> I, Back on track here. Right, here watching the Bills. Here. Listen, watching. Listen, watching the Bills yesterday kind of scares me. You're still gonna bet the Bills. Yeah, I'm still gonna bet the Bills. I'm still gonna bet the Bills plus five and plus plus. I have them plus four, but you said plus three and a half. I'll still three take and a half that. right now. Yeah. Um. Let me let me get to the to the to the meat here. Both teams are coming off bad losses, right? So both teams are going to make adjustments, right? The Chiefs are going to try to adjust their deep ball game, but that I don't think that's something you can just fix, right? So are they going to do the same thing? Or are they going to let you Josh can fix Allen it be- very easily you when you have Patrick Mahomes? You started your argument off with that they begged the Las Vegas Raiders to throw deep. So implying I think they're going to I think they're going to ask Josh Allen to do the same thing. I think they're going to ask Josh Allen the fastest man alive and. Yes, but saying that you're begging the offense to throw the ball deep is saying, you know, I'm going to relax and just let them go over my head. So that means they can make an adjustment and not let them go over their head. Right, but I think, but that that's fine. I think Josh Allen is good enough, and he's proved this year he's good enough to make those intermediate throws. Was he in the past? No. This year, yeah, he can make those intermediate throws. And I think guys like Stephon Diggs really play into that that short game. And if they get into the situation where they, you know, make this, where they get in the scenario where they're like, shit, we're getting beat short, 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 intermediate route, five yards, six yards, seven yards, something like like that, and then they bring guys up we saw them get exposed deep and what can josh allen do at the very least throw the ball deep you make that point i think you, you intermediate pass you intermediate pass to the 20 yard line right now you're in the red zone you hold that's fine you can't make an intermediate but you can't make an intermediate throw in the red like that that you can't make okay. a deep ball so in the end zone would I, you I, rather give up three points or seven points what would you rather give up rather give up three points okay and but i don't think that chief's Patrick defense Mahomes, i don't think that she's going to most likely get you seven points probably yeah, but I don't think that Chiefs. De- I don't think that Chiefs defense is anywhere near good enough to to to. And stop they were It was the same defense that was there last year, and they were good enough. But this is an offense that just gave up forty points to Derek Carr, almost okay, willingly. Has a almost game. willingly. Everybody has a fluke game. You're I, I think you're trying to get. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a fluke game. I'm I'm all over Bills plus plus four. Josh Allen looked better. He looked three and a half. Excuse me. He looked better in the second half. I have 16 of 20. The interception was bad. The Bills missed Tredavious White. They didn't have Matt Milano. So I don't know if those guys are going to be back this week. But if they are, like, that's you too significant. You think Tredavious White's going to hold down that Chiefs offense? See. Yeah. Why not? Tredavious White is probably a top three corner in the league. Okay, but you've seen Tyreek Hill only get two receptions and the Chiefs still blow people out, right? Yeah. I like the Bills. All right. So okay. Bills plus Bills plus three and a half. Let me go from there. Um, so I've learned my lesson in betting against the the Chiefs in I'm gonna consider this a primetime game. 
when they're playing a one, one, four o'clock against, you know, Chargers, Raiders, teams that are kind of beneath them when they got a big, big spread, that's time to bet against them. But when they're, you know, maybe a little slight favorite and dollar like against Baltimore a few weeks ago. So I'm going with the Chiefs, minus three and a half. And it's not because of, like, how the Bills looked uh, last night, um, offensively especially. Their defense is not good. You know, you're used to talking about the Bills having a good defense, but so far this year has been anything but. They're in the bottom bottom half of the league in points, yards, turnovers, and sacks. So it's not a good combo when you're giving up a lot of yards, but you can't take the ball away. And they have the 24th ranked pass defense in the NFL. And that guy, Patrick Mahomes, he's pretty good at throwing the ball, if I'm not mistaken. I would say so. That's a good assumption. I do think it's going to be a bounce-back game for Josh Allen, but I do not think they're going to be able to keep up with the Chiefs' offense. I see I, a lot I of think, points. I mean, I see a lot of points here on both sides. I don't think the, the Bills' defense has – listen, I don't think there's any defense in the league that has enough to stop um, Patrick Mahomes in that offense. Now, I think last week they relied too much on Patrick Mahomes. They didn't rely enough on the run game. Um, and enough on scheming last week. And I think that's where Andy Reid uh, kind of messed up. Because you see Josh Allen, you know, well, the Kansas, Kansas City Chiefs are the worst in the league on first down plays. Um, they, they're, they're averaged the, the lowest yards on first down plays. And they figure, oh, you know, third down, we'll just let Pat Mahomes do his magic, which generally works. But last week it didn't. Um, we talk about, I mean, like I we mentioned before about having Tredavious White back. And, okay, maybe he kind of, takes Tyreek Hill down from seven receptions to two receptions. But then you open up Travis Kelsey, who went, what, seven for like 110 last week? Um, Apologized for losing the game. Said it was his fault. He went like eight for 98 ers I think, I think that's what it was. It was something like that. And he said, sorry. Okay. And then you have Sammy Watkins, who was an afterthought when he was – where was he, Buffalo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was an afterthought in Buffalo, and then he comes back, and now he knows how to play football again. McCall Hardman is arguably the second or third most fa- the third fastest person in the league. You have Demarcus Robinson, who is a very good third or fourth string wide receiver. The backfield is good between Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Damian Williams. I just don't see the the, the Kansas City Chiefs not coming out firing on all cylinders. Um, Andy Reid's gonna be pissed off. Patrick Mahomes is pissed off that he lost a football game. Big bounce back week. I, I I just don't. I just think it's gonna be a blowout. I think they're just gonna. I think every time that that Patrick Mahomes has the football on offense. Oh, shit. <laughs> I think every time Patrick Mahomes has the football on offense, I think they score at least three points. And, I mean, they're going to have at least ten possessions a game probably, and that's a lot of points. Yeah, I mean, I'll wrap this up with short and simple. At Chiefs minus three and a half. I think, man, I think you're looking too far into it. I think you're trying to get cute with this game. The way Buffalo looked yesterday – it does not look like they can contend man. with the to, Super Bowl champions. He's putting that extra champions. set of eyes on right now. Hmm? He's, Mano's putting that extra set of eyes on now right now with his glasses. I have to pay to see, all right? It happens. <laughs> yeah, well, I, th- this is almost a no-brainer to me. Like, I would be comfortable putting this game in my easy money category because it's the Super Bowl champions versus a team that just lost to a team that did not practice all week and is decimated – not decimated, but affected by COVID and – it didn't seem to bother them at all. And 
Yeah, Josh Allen. So you guys just are bad. all over. You guys are. Do the do the do the Bills get no bounce back bump? No, they do, but not against the Super Bowl no. champions and the best quarterback we've no. seen in a long time. I think offensively they will, but nope. They're right. not good. They they cannot. They're not able to stop. So we're calling okay. this a wait, shootout. Wait, okay. Can I just break this down? Who did we well, all I love the over. Who did we all think was going to win last night? Bills. Bills. And what happened? Titans. They got destroyed. I actually took the Titans right before game time. but Okay, well, it doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> that's besides the point. I flip-flopped. You go in there, you look at the Bills that have a, pre- a, a two-week, pre- like a week and a half to prepare against this Titans team who didn't go in a facility until Saturday, and they wiped them. They wiped them on the floor. I don't know. All right. I, oh, we're I, saying this I, is going like to be a shootout game. Over 57. No, I don't. I, don't know I wouldn't go that far as over fifty-seven. Oh, I'm taking it. It's gonna be a crazy high scoring game. I don't think it's gonna be a shootout. I'm just saying. Two touchdowns. We're saying that it's gonna be a back and forth game, and the one guy I want in a back and forth game is Patrick Mahomes, and Man. it's not Josh Allen. I and mean, give him less than a touchdown, please. It's yes, yes, sir. So that just about wraps up this episode of the caps on sports podcast uh you can check us out on social media on twitter caps on sports instagram caps on dot sports now also on tiktok at caps dot sports um if you're listening to this on spotify or apple Podcasts, you can also go check us out on youtube just search up caps on sports if you want to see my face yeah you can see all of our faces here um (laughs) But, yeah, word of mouth helps us a lot. Spread the word. If we make you money, comment. Let us know. If you agree, if you disagree, interact with us. We want to talk to you guys. That's pretty much it. Anybody have any final thoughts before I completely sign us off? Giants this week again, baby. Let's go. Go Giants. All right. For Sam Meehan, Nick Tobias, Anthony Mano, my name is Tyler Blumenstick, and we will see you next week for week seven. Yes, sir.